Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. In this episode, segment one, what's happening now, I'm covering the Mueller report, Democratic presidential field, and Beyonce's masterclass in the homecoming special. In segment two, self-care, I want to offer up the thought of trying transcendental meditation and adding it to your self-care routine. In segment three, Black Excellence, I'm spotlighting a beauty maven, Raynell Supercent Stewart, founder and CEO of the Crayon Case Beauty Brand. Finally, in segment four, The Biz Corner, it's time to think about how your customer service can impact customer experience and your brand. Full show filled with lots of Beyonce, so get ready, no friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? Hello, 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 my wonderful listeners of the Beautifully Complicated podcast. It's been a while since I've last graced the mic, so discuss the happenings of the world of politics, pop culture, and business, but I'm back. As always, so much has happened that I'm not even attempting to talk about most of it. So I'm going to hit the top three and move right on along. Let's get started. The Mueller investigation into the Russian government's impact on our election, Trump's campaign's efforts with the Russians, and obstruction of justice by Donald Trump has all finally concluded. Special Counselor Robert Mueller handed in his report to Attorney General and Trump lackey, William Barr, uh, March 22nd, 2019. This investigation, which started in May 2017, has resulted in numerous investigations being lost in, uh, launched in other jurisdictions. So 34 people have been indicted so far. There have been eight guilty pleas or felony convictions. Five of the eight have been Trump campaign officials or associates, including National Security Advisor Mike Flynn, 
Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, and Trump personal attorney and NRC finance chair Michael Cohen. About three dozen other investigations were passed on to district and state's attorney's offices for further investigation. The report was completed and submitted to Attorney General Barr on March 22nd. Barr summarized a memo that loosely described the contents of the actual report, but rather gave cover to Trump days following the conclusion of the investigation, uh, citing no collusion and uh, floating over possible obstruction. After much push from a Democratic Congress and the people, a redacted report was finally released to the public on April 18th for public consumption of the investigation. Congress is still lobbying, and that's the Democratic House, mostly, to see the unredacted report for their own review and investigations, as they should. The Mueller report concluded that the Russians definitely interfered with our election, basically via a cyber assault campaign to install Trump to the office of the presidency. It concluded that Trump advisors and people in his circle were possibly unknowingly attempted to be used by the Russians to carry out their work. It also concluded that Trump worked tirelessly to attempt to obstruct the investigation by ordering others to carry out tasks to keep the investigation from moving forward, lying to the special counselor, and so much more. The report starts out by stating that Mueller and the Justice Department believe that they don't have jurisdiction to indict a sitting president for crimes committed, but lay that at the feet of Congress to conduct political oversight as designated in the U.S. Constitution. So here we are. The Democratic House has launched numerous investigations into the Trump administration, Trump organization, and other areas. From financial records such as tax returns to who said what went to foreign state actors that wasn't in the best interest of the country, Trump has been defiant, however, in not allowing anyone in his orbit to comply with requests from Congress or their work to be a check on the executive branch. And unfortunately, the Democratic House has been more talk than action when it comes to this. I'm glad they're holding hearings and requesting for people to testify before them and for documents. However, with these latest acts by Trump to tell his people not to comply with Congress requests, but instead tie them up in court, it's time for the Democrats to get tough and start holding people in contempt and doing whatever they can to stop those who have been defying subpoenas. Now, I initially thought that, well, if you are being, if you're held in contempt, that means you can have an arrest warrant issued against you, correct? Because that's what you can do in our judicial system. Apparently, that is not the route of Congress any longer because they no longer have a congressional jail. And so they chose not to go that route anymore in kind of a, a new precedent set by Congress. So now their only real option, if someone defies subpoena, is to take it to the courts and to try to use the leverage of <clears throat> judicial oversight to push those people to comply with the subpoena. Now, they need to use these powers that they have. Call his bluff because he knows they won't. Right. Democrats have a problem that they're always looking for the nice way to play. But Republicans and Trump are playing very, very dirty, thus walking all over the Democrats. Speaker Pelosi refuses to bring up impeachment, 
and would rather mire the administration in investigations and let the people decide at the ballot box. I'd say that's the Democrats deciding not to uphold their constitutional power of impeachment. The people made the decision at the ballot box for oversight and constitutional power in November 2018. So why are they not heeding that? They fear what will happen in 2020. Well, walk and chew gum at the same time. Democrats have the largest voting block. They can win elections if they whip up that block to go to the polls. Do that work and do your impeachment hearings. We know it won't result in actual impeachment because the Republican-controlled Senate won't do anything, but at least show this administration that they are not above the law. And use this to prove that the law and order party appears to be against law and order and campaign ads. Use all of this to your advantage and keep pressing forward. Don't look like wimps. Play chess and win the game, Democrats. Speaking of the 2020 election, everyone and their mama is running. Seriously, y'all, literally like everybody, every single person is running. I'm the only person that has not announced my bid to run for the presidency of the United States. Apparently every week, someone new enters this race. Like, you know what? I guess I need to do it if no one else will. Seriously, there are like 19 other people already trying to do it. I think there are 20 now with Biden finally tossing his hat in the ring we have a deep bench that's true but we would we should hone this down and make sure we are being smart and strategic in how we handle this so far all the white men have been getting lots of press coverage and the women have been minor features tossed in here and there and used only to uplift those white men for real it's crazy first is what sanders right then it was beto then Buttigieg and always Biden, even Howard Schultz, who has announced and isn't even announcing as a Democrat, but is going to announce if he chooses to run as an independent, has gotten an insane amount of coverage. Harris, Klobuchar, Warren, Gillibrand, Booker and Castro have gotten much of nothing. Castro has had great stuff come out around immigration. Not her much. Harris has been smart on what we need for child and family care, as well as Booker. Not really heard very much about him in the media. Warren has been a literal policy powerhouse coming out with something new about every few days, yet blips in the news media. The other guys have just been talking about what they see for the future with little to no actual vetted out policy proposals or real depth in any of it. It's that whole work twice as hard to be seen as half as good thing. It's I've been watching and following it carefully, even though it is very early still in the primary. And really, we haven't even gotten to the primary season, right? Listening at this point and paying attention to how these candidates navigate real questions and issues and provide true, thoughtful solutions instead of anecdotes. I don't have a candidate yet, even though Warren Harris and Castro are definitely three I'm most interested in at the moment. Unless Stacey Abrams tosses her hat in the ring. Then she's my number one automatically, just saying. <laughs> but we'll see how this all goes. But I, implore, I really, truly implore you guys, please pay attention to what's happening. Follow these folks on social media so you can hear them uh, from them directly. Tune into some of the town halls from time to time. Get a feel for them now. Understand how they operate, think, and what they truly want to see and do for America. After the 2016 debacle, we have to turn this ship around because it's headed for the iceberg right now. All right, on to some good, fun stuff. I could not come back. And sit here on this mic 
and not talk about the queen. Are you kidding me? Beyonce, listen, people, beehive, listen. April 17th, 2019, at about 2 a.m. Central Time, Beyonce released Homecoming on Netflix, and we all laid out and died. We had the opportunity to relive the genius performance from Coachella 2018, that beautiful homage to Black culture, HBCUs, and Black Greek life. It was the epitome of Blackness. And Beyonce gave us this extra gift to not only allow us to relive it, but give us behind-the-scenes footage of the process and inspiration behind the performance. It was, in one word, phenomenal. This documentary special was a sermon. It was a sermon on Black womanhood, Blackness, entrepreneurship, creative genius, and owning your brand and self-image. It was a masterclass on authenticity and being unapologetically you. To prepare to talk about this masterpiece, I rewatched this special and took some notes on things and I think really showcased what it means to have that blackness, right? Owning your experience, your power, your brand, and how it ties into living on purpose and entrepreneurship. So let's start with blackness. Beyonce's entire Coachella homecoming set was an ode to HBCU culture and Black Greek life. It gave us the big marching band, drumline, dancers, and stepping. As a past HBCU or Howard University student, it was all very familiar and it felt like home. It was an ode to HBCU homecomings, truly. She paid homage to an institution that has stood since the abolition of the enslaved to educate and cultivate Black students. HBCU experience taught me how to be truly comfortable and confident in my skin, no matter the environment. It taught me to be proud of my people and understand the power we had. It taught me that inferiority is not something we can be relegated to because we have excellence flowing through our veins. It was in this tradition that Beyonce brought us homecoming and gave those same reminders down to sing the Black National Anthem, lift every voice and sing in a majority white festival. She showed what it means to carve out space for blackness in the whitest spaces and be proud of it powerful messaging and imagery that brings us to the words of miss nina simone i think what you're trying to ask is uh why am i so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness that black power that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Nina Simone, people, I mean, really, how can you not just pay honor to such an amazing 
woman that we had the opportunity to have grace this earth in the space of music and activism for blackness. So Beyonce not only paid homage to blackness, she paid homage to what it meant to be a woman, to be a wife, to have these other titles resting on you while you were trying to create something great, right? So Beyonce showed us the rawness of motherhood and wifehood while training to still manage and execute something great. Open discuss, openly discussing the heaviness of not being with her babies while she's practicing and only seeing them when they were brought to set periodically. The excitement when they came in while she's practicing. Seeing Blue Ivy sit in and rehearse, doing rehearsals with her mommy, almost as a bonding moment. Then showing her excitement of completing a grueling re- rehearsal, then announcing every that she's heading out to celebrate her anniversary like the world doesn't stop because you have a business or a show you have to do all of that and execute something great it's tough on women especially when you have children her openness to talk about how that felt and how she had to navigate it was incredibly beautiful and raw also can we just note her excitement when she learned she could fit back into her old costume and trying to share it with jay-z and he was basically indifferent men they don't get it but i like the exchange so i thought it was a really cute exchange beyonce gave us a behind the scenes peek into the inner workings of planning for and executing a show at this level especially after giving birth to twins and while running every other aspect of her life and business beyonce discussed the complications of her pregnancy and birthing experience she shows us the work to get back in shape that she had to do and prepare over eight months for an epic performance that was probably more work and effort than she herself could have even imagined. She showed us, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs, what it means to put in a lot of work up front to get the product you want while still trying to balance your life. The sacrifice, the struggle, the pain. There are a lot of quotable moments in the special relating to this. Beyonce states that uh, she quote, she said, quote, uh, respect things that take work. And are built from the ground up. And to be, she says she's super specific about every single detail, noting how she handpicked every dancer and performer, costumes, silhouettes, and the stage design. She said in one of her dance rehearsals, something that I thought was truly profound and it can be something so many of us, especially entrepreneurs, can respect. She said, This is grounding. And then later at the dance rehearsal, she says, No matter who you are, you get in here and it's real. That's why people don't like to rehearse. You got to get in here and be humble. You got to be a student. You have to study. End quote. Honestly, if you're not a student of your specific area of art, then why are you even doing it? You should be humble enough to continue to learn, hone your craft, understand what you don't know so you can get better. You shouldn't settle on knowing the basics. Keep learning. Also know your boundaries. Beyonce said uh, she pushed herself further than she knew she could in preparing for this performance and she wouldn't do it again. Understanding your own limits is so important to maintaining balance and sanity and peace in the process. So please, by all means, push yourself, but don't overdo it. Oh, and that notes comment. She said, until I see some of my notes applied, it doesn't make sense for me to make more. This took me out because if this isn't all of us, honestly, like, listen, I gave notes on what I wanted to see and how it should be. It's not there yet. I'm not giving any more until I see that part done first. If this ain't real life. She's a perfectionist, and I get it as a fellow perfectionist. The slightest color shade being off will just throw me. I like that we got to see that, though, because to be at that level she's at, it shows just how involved she is and how important her vision is and how it's executed. 
By the way, the editing of this special was absolutely mind-blowing. I was beyond impressed, inspired, and just awestruck. This is where we get into brand ownership. And honestly, Beyonce is a masterclass teacher of this. I could have made this whole episode on Beyonce. I mean, basically it is because she's just that great. But anyway, it's why Harvard Business School had a class devoted to her after the release of her self-titled album, Beyonce. Beyonce knows how to own a brand. She took this Coachella, a.k.a. Beachella performance with full ownership, sold the documentary to Netflix, released it on her terms, linked it to a live album available on all music platforms at the exact same time of the release, all in secrecy, by the way. Then re-released Lemonade to be on all streaming platforms, then turned around and released the choreography video performance of Formation on Tidal. Like, look, listen, people, no one can do that but Beyonce. That's how you own your brand. You make sure you control how things are shared, who gets to see what, you do it your way. No oversight from anyone else, no one telling you what the market wants, you deciding what the market will get because it's authentic to you. Not only does she show out in the music world, news broke earlier this month that Beyonce walked out of a deal with Reebok because they had no black people in the room. When she went in to meet with them about a collab, she noted the lack of representation and decided against the collaboration. So now she's collaborating Ivy Park with Adidas instead. And she has been releasing a very set, great set of wonderful pictures on Instagram, as well as a great uh, commercial for it on Instagram. That's how you use your brand and its power to force change across industries. Understanding that if people who look like you aren't at the table, how possibly could your interests be met or even understood fully? It is a clarion call to brands to not just diversify at the bottom of your organizations, but make sure those rooms where decisions are made are also just as diverse and inclusive. This is still a problem, by the way, in many industries and companies. So good for Beyonce for walking away to show just how important that is to her. Overall, y'all, Beyonce is a powerhouse, a real powerhouse, and I am a stan. This is a B-loving podcast. So if you don't like her, you're not my audience, to be very honest. She's phenomenal and has shown such growth and is teaching the rest of us how to wield our own power and step into our purpose. Segment two, self-care. We all need some self-care and should be practicing in some form or fashion as often as we possibly can. With all that is happening in each of our lives, it's important to find what works best for you to find your center, peace, joy, relaxation, or whatever. It could be meditation, painting, binging Netflix, whatever works for you. In this episode, I want to talk about transcendental meditation, though, and how you can use it to help you to be more present and find some peace. So what is transcendental meditation? It's a silent mantra-based meditation. A person takes about 15 to 20 minutes a day and sit focused on a specific mantra, whatever they choose it to be. Could be a chant, could be an affirmation, could be a scripture or a prayer. They spend that time seated in silence, meditating on that mantra. As a Christian, it reminds me of a scripture that discusses meditating on the word. That's in a sense what transcendental meditation is. There is a program developed by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. This program was developed by him in the 1950s. And it aimed to teach people this form of meditation. 
And it still continues to the day, to this day, with many people practicing it daily and making it a part of their routine of self-care. So take some time, get yourself a mantra, whatever that means to you, and meditate on it on it for a few minutes. Maybe the same one day to day, or you may switch it up. You choose what works for you. It's your practice to own. Make sure it helps you in whatever you want to see for yourself happen. I'm not here to advocate for the Transcendental Meditation Movement. I'm not even part of it. Just learned about it when I was researching for this episode. But I do like the practice and have done it myself. It's peaceful and it helps center me. So give it a try and see if it works for you. Segment three, Black Excellence. This past week, news broke about Sephora doing a collaboration with Moschino and releasing a makeup collection designed to look like office supplies, complete with those that look like pencils, markers, and the like. It closely resembled a product of a black woman who's becoming a beauty darling. Raynell Superset Stewart, who launched the crayon case last year with a million dollars in sales on day one. Way to bite the work of a black woman, Sephora and Moschino. Anyway, I want to give uh, Supercent her shine. I briefly discussed her epic launch on the past episode, but I want to tell you a little bit more about this boss on the move. Super's journey uh, really started on social media. The New Orleans native grew a following, an organic following by being her authentic self, sharing her thoughts with the people unfiltered and fully opinionated. They gave her visibility that landed her with Deaf Digital giving rise to a podcast with some friends to discuss current events with the fullness of themselves being centered and again, unfiltered. That's an important thing. She remains unfiltered in just herself, not thinking about how people will accept her for being her or trying to curate an unauthentic image to appease a certain marketed demographic. She showcased her parenting skills that were considered to be unconventional but gave her even more love from more people, including media mavens and music artists. In 2017, she found herself in beauty. She threw herself into creating a beauty product, the crayon case, resulting in a launch that sold her product out in minutes, generating over a million dollars in sales with a cult, the crayon cuties, begging for more of the often sold out product. She carved a lane for herself that is all her own, owned her brand, made sure it was authentic to her, never felt obligated to be someone else or fit a mold. She defies the mold, honestly. And I love that because that's what it's all about. Please don't be cookie cutter. Don't be a carve out. Something that looks and acts like the next thing in your chosen industry or even in life is just so lame. Don't do that. Just be you, all of you. Whatever that looks like and feels like, I follow powerful businesswomen who curse a lot and just completely unfiltered but they have an an incredible amount of success. I follow women who own their sexuality, their views. I follow women who are just Christians. And all these different women, they don't feel the need to edit themselves to make others comfortable. In fact, don't care if others are comfortable in your presence. That's their problem, not yours. You be you, authentically. Their discomfort should have no play in how you navigate life, your brand, or your business. Once you're you, the right people, the right people will follow you because they trust you. That's your crew. That's your market. Those are the people in your lane. Anyway, check out the crayon case. I have the link in the show notes and support Supa's business. 
segment four, The Biz Corner. So I've been seeing over the years, many people complain about their experiences with brands, especially small businesses and startups. We see them complain about the big guys too, but let's face it, they're big for a reason. <laughs> Monopolies or eating up the competition. The rest of us have to contend with negative reviews and bad experiences shared on social media can negatively impact our brands. I want you to help yourself out by doing some analysis ahead of time to identify how you can fail at providing an inadequate experience or service resulting in lost business. So what do you need to do? First off, you need to do a quick walkthrough of your business. Start at the beginning. That means the supply chain itself. Walk through where you can have failures that result in providing a less than stellar experience by way of a lackluster customer service. Identify each failure point. Now you need to do a solutions analysis. What can you do to head off any possible failure? Or what can you do to help your brand when those failures occur? What's the backup plan? Is it adequate? Build those solutions in your processes and in your plans and make sure everyone in your business is on board. Now you need to implement those solutions. When you have failures that do impact customer service, what do you do? How do you handle it? Make sure you're prepared to head those off as well. Missed a shipment appointment, perhaps missed products from being added or they're out of stock, but you sold it to the customer virtually. What's the plan? How do you handle that with the customer? What's the offer? Are you attentive to your customer? What's your response time when they have those complaints? What's your corrective action plan? You have to map all of this out in order to give yourself a more solid foundation for creating a better customer experience and limit those negative reviews due to lack of customer service or support. Be thoughtful of your consumers who don't have to patronize your business, by the way. Be humble. Show some humility and growth for the mistakes that you've made. Please do not repeat those mistakes, though. Learn from them and enact new procedures and processes that ensure a better experience going forward. A healthy and strong business that lasts is one that knows its processes, pain points, opportunities for failures, and have solutions baked in the cake. Get to work. What a show. Thanks for tuning in to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. Episode 36, Owning Your Brand is Complicated. So much was discussed, but I hope you got out of it that you own your own brand. So show up and be you. Segment one, what's happening now, covers the Mueller investigation, Democratic primary contenders, and Beyonce's masterclass in brand ownership. Segment two, self-care is all about transcendental meditation. Find your mantra, find your center of peace, and just sit there in peace and silence and meditate on that word. Segment three, Black Excellence brought a soon-to-be powerhouse in beauty, Raynell Supercent Stewart, to the table in her brand, The Crayon Case. Check out her line and become a crayon cutie. Finally, in segment four, The Biz Corner, I hit on the power of understanding your process and how it can impact customer experience. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host on Instagram and Twitter at Sheena D1. That's S-H-E-E-N-A, the letter D and the number one. Or you can check out my website, SheenaHunt.com. Like the show? Rate, subscribe, and share with family and friends. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. 
I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember, the best life is beautifully complicated. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.